afternoon, America, and welcome to the Dean's List. I'm Dean Bowen. You are listening to America Out Loud Talk Radio. It is the week of Christmas, so uh, we're kind of geared up over here. We're getting some snowfall in Michigan, and, you know, things are getting exciting. We love the the week before Christmas. Uh, it just, you know, things are, are winding down. Uh, some of the I don't know, just for me personally, some of the the hustle and bustle tends to uh, tends to come down a notch, and we just we're starting to enter into relaxation mode. Oh, it's such a great season. But before we relax completely, we have updates. We've got to get to some updates. Um, you know, we have another Harvard update. Uh, we have a racist update. We, of course, we still have a Satan update that we didn't get to yesterday. And I've got another public school update. Uh, there was just, um, you know, stuff happening everywhere. But first, Harvard cannot stay out of the news. Woke Harvard, taking a page from Oregon public schools and trying their best to stay out of the news. Uh, this, this report came out over the weekend. Harvard has seen a 17% drop in early admissions applications. Hmm. I wonder why Harvard has seen a 17% drop in early admissions applications. And this is before even her testimony, because uh, the, the early applications are due November 1st. And so this definitely... Uh, it, you know this this decline in in applications you know comes out before her extremely uh, self damning testimony before Congress. Um, yeah, you know, and and also, uh, Penn, their applications uh, are actually up. Believe it or not, Yale and Penn. Uh, the other Ivy League competitors are doing better, according to this article. Uh, Yale University had its second highest early application total in its history. And then uh, University of Pennsylvania has had 500 more applicants this year than last year. Now, again, this comes out before November 1st. I wonder if this had come out, you know, if, if, if Penn's testimony had had happened prior to November 1st, if we would have seen a drop in their, in their early applications. Um, you know, because Harvard, they've been, you know, they've been under the gun for months. Uh, you know, after that October 7 attack by Hamas, more than 30 student groups, if you will recall, more than 30 student groups at Harvard signed a letter claiming that Israel was entirely responsible and uh, of course, Harvard did very little, uh, next to nothing, to you know put these protests down. And uh, it, you know, so this is good news in the sense that that parents are waking up. All right, and and I've been saying this for weeks: stop sending your kids to woke Harvard. And now we're adding woke Penn to the list. Stop sending your kids to Penn. Now again. Uh, you know, University of Pennsylvania, their applications are up 500 more this year than last year. You know, Percentage-wise, I'm not sure what that is. But, you know, 500 more applicants, you know, that's, that's a decent number. That needs, to, that needs to drop. And I'm sure it will after, 
the, the, the testimony after, you know, McGill saying, that's it, I'm out. Even though I don't know that we're actually experiencing a change in leadership at Penn. I've been saying that, of course, for weeks. Um, but this is good news. This uh, this is good news. It tells us that that parents are opening their eyes, and people are tired of. They're not going to go to a place that's going to indoctrinate their kids in in hate and bigotry. Uh, and that's what many of our institutions have become. Many of our higher learning institutions have become institutions of woke indoctrination, of hatred and bigotry. Uh, and so this is very good news to see 17% drop in early admissions applications. Um, so let's let's keep it going. Come on, America. Let's keep it up. Let's keep the pedal to the metal. And I, it looks like we're going to have to put the pedal to the metal in Boston. Did you see what the Boston mayor did? That she hosted a Christmas party just for people of color. No white folks allowed. Boston Mayor Michelle Wu. She proudly posted a photo from her no whites allowed electeds of color holiday party. Uh, yeah, this is happening in America. <laughs> just uh, she's a Democrat, and the Democrats are the uh, they're the party of segregation. Yep, they are. They're the party of segregation. They're the party of hatred. They're the party of bigotry. They've always been uh, the party of, of of racism. I mean, we learned that from from the first black member of the U.S. House of Representatives, Joseph Rainey, back in 1870. I mean, we we learned that from him that that the Democrats are the party of racism. They're the party of hatred. Uh, and they're the party of having holiday parties where white people are not allowed. The irony here is that Boston Mayor Michelle Wu uh, is married to a white man. And uh, her white husband is not in the pictures. Sorry, no white people allowed, including Wu's white husband. Uh, she's the first Asian American mayor. And uh, she wants to go down in, in history as the first Asian American racist mayor, I guess. Let's just add, let's add something else to the list. Uh, is he, okay, here's what she here's what she posted. Last night was my turn to host the annual holiday dinner for Boston's elected officials of color. A special moment to appreciate that our affinity group now includes leadership across city, state, county, and federal offices, the Democrat mayor wrote. Why is why are the Democrats so uh, fixated on, on color? Why? Why? Why are they so concerned about color? Why is it such a big deal to them? It always has been, and it always will be. The segregated party, which took place Wednesday, came under fire when emails leaked showing how white elected officials were accidentally invited and then uninvited from the of-color-only gathering. It's the segregated party. That's what the Democrats are. They're the party of segregation. Oh, this, this could not 
I don't know, the irony here is just rich. Uh, it is just, um, according to Boston Accountability Network, Wu had even scheduled the uh, the segregated party of color for the same day as the city council's holiday party, which of course included all races. But Wu was like, ah, you know, we can't have a party that includes all races. No, it, 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 no whites allowed. I mean, we're going to turn things around. We're going to, this is get even with an ism. And from now on, no whites allowed. Yep. This is a uh, a colored only club. Oh, you poor folks in Boston. What must you have to endure? While Wu apologized for the, quote, honest mistake of the missent emails because, you know, she invited everybody. And then once they realized, oops, this went to white people, she had to uninvite the white people. And that's what she's apologizing for. She's apologizing for the missent emails. But she's not expressing any regret at all whatsoever for excluding white leaders in the first place. I mean, no, there's no apology for that. Oh, of course you're not invited. I mean, you can't be, I apologize for inviting you and then uninviting you. I mean, that was a mistake. But I'm not apologizing for not inviting you. That was not a mistake. You are not allowed. You're white. How dare you think you're allowed at this non-white only party? Only, ah, uh, all right. Could you imagine if a Republican did this? I mean, just think about it. Just it, Tim Scott, who is a black Republican, if Tim Scott did this, he would be destroyed. The, uh, you know, the fake lying news would just be on him because the the hit the hypocrisy these people live in is just ah, oh, it's just they're just steeped in it. They are steeped in hypocrisy. And what they say others are doing is, in fact, what they are doing on a regular basis. So I'm embarrassed for her. Uh, I continue to be embarrassed for President Gay at Harvard. I'm embarrassed for her that their uh, early enrollment or admission applications has dropped 17%. She should just, you know, resign. Harvard, everybody on that board should resign. I'm embarrassed for Boston Mayor Michelle Wu. Uh, you know, she should resign and her entire team should resign and we should start electing people that aren't actually racists. That's what we should start doing. Uh, we should, um, but you know what? Our, our education is such today that kids in, you know, K-12 higher learning, this is, they're taught that this is okay. You know, racism is fine as long as it's directed towards white people. Because white people are the oppressors. This is the whole point of 1619. It's the whole point of the, the history project coming out of that pack of filth and, and pack of lies. So now we've got kids coming out of high school, coming out of college that think this is perfectly fine. Well, I went over the poll yesterday that 67% of college-age students believe that um, – Jews should be viewed as oppressors. Yeah, it's the Jewish people. They are the oppressors. Um, 
you know, almost 63%, I think, I think it was maybe 63% felt that the Hamas attack on October 7th was justified because of the Palestinian grievances. I saw this debate, uh, somebody posted, uh, it wasn't actually a debate, but um, Kennedy Jr., Robert, Robert Kennedy Jr. was on some news program, and the lady was giving him what for, because, you know, her, she's claiming all of our tax dollars go to Israel, and, you know, Israel is, is um, you know, doing horrible things to, to, to Gaza, and, and Kennedy's like, no, those aren't the facts. Yeah, the facts are that our, our tax dollars have gone to to build this Iron Dome for Israeli defense. Um, but uh, Israel has not been horrible to the people in, in, in Gaza. You know, you know, Kennedy starts talking about the things that Israel has offered to do for Gaza. And Hamas has said, no, no, we don't want that. We don't want that. We don't want that. In the meantime, the international community gives billions of dollars, and and Hamas just keeps it for themselves. Hamas does not give it to the people to to build this area of the Gaza Strip, which could be you know its own country. Uh, Hamas isn't interested in that. They're interested in the annihilation of Israel. That's what they're interested in. They want to wipe Israel off the map. And they don't care how many of their own people die in the process. They use them as human shields. You know, they 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 build their military installations next to hospitals, and um, you know, they they keep their their weaponry and equipment in tunnels under hospitals and under schools. And then you've got these buffoon news reporters that just turn a blind eye to it. You know, that just buy into the the narrative that's coming down the pike from their. Uh, you know, overlords that that run every single news outlet. And you got Kennedy up here saying, you know, what you're saying isn't actually the truth. Uh, the, the, the folks from Hamas are evil. They don't care a thing about their people. The Israeli government has, has come in time and time again and, and offered to do things. But Hamas has said, no, 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 no. No, we want to, we want to continue this, this charade of making it look like um, Israel doesn't care, so we can keep telling people Israel doesn't care. So then we'll get uh, 67% of college-age students in America believing that the Jews should be viewed as the oppressors. And 63% of college-age kids in America believing that our attack on Israel on October 7th was justified because of our grievances. I mean, that's what they want. That's what they're after. And you know, they've got woke Harvard on board. They've got these woke Ivy League institutions on board. Gay isn't doing a single thing. McGill didn't do a single thing. Cornbluth didn't do a single thing. I mean, uh, you know, they did some some symbolic surface stuff because it's always symbolism over substance with these people. It's never substantive. Uh, they they had it within their authority and within their power to put these riots down the minute they started. And they were like, no, no free speech. I mean, now free speech is great. I mean, you know, the expression of 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 and freedom of speech right now is yes, absolutely. But by golly, you you break out a Bible and there's no free speech there. You drop to a knee to pray, and there's no uh-uh, you can't do that. That nah, that's gotta go. The only free speech we allow is free speech that includes hatreds, 
hatred, hatred and 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 bigotry and every other evil directed towards Jews and or Christians. Yep, that's it. That is the speech that we allow, and that's where we are. Uh, and this is this is what Hamas wants. This is what um, Rashida Talib wants. And this is what Harvard is, you know, this is what they're all about. This is what they're giving. This is what they're they're coming up with. But the good news is, the very good news is Harvard's applications are down 17%. Let's keep that up. Let's keep that going. I've got another article that we'll pick up on the other side of the break uh, that uh, talking about a poll revealing what Americans really think about teachers' unions. And, you know, a lot of this... This business coming into Harvard is because of our K-12 situation in America. And the K-12 situation in America is what it is in great part because of the teachers' unions. And, you know, we're, we are slowly but surely seeing the eyes of Americans open up. And we're realizing what's happening in education all across this country. And none of it's good. Matter of fact, it's evil. It is, it's pure evil, what is being taught to our kids, what they are, um, what they're coming out of K-12, learning and thinking. And, and we, you know, in large part, we have the, the teacher unions to blame. We'll pick this up on the other side of the break. I've got a Satan update I'm going to get to. I'm not really happy about the Satan update. I'm really not, but we have to talk about it because, you know, our eyes have to be open to what's happening. All right. You're listening to The Dean's List. We are up against this break. Let's pick it up on the other side. America Out Loud Talk Radio Network. Cardiovascular disease is the leading cause of death and disability. Today's high-stress, on-the-go lifestyle makes it hard to stay heart-healthy. Lifestyle changes like exercise and diet are critical, but you can also support your heart with concentrated nutrients. Healthy Cell created heart and vascular health to support three aspects of heart health, cholesterol, blood pressure, and triglycerides with CoQ10, vitamin K2, resveratrol, and soluble fiber. And Healthy Cell's not a pill. It's a patent-pending gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients. You would need to take 13 pills to get the same amount of nutrients in each gel pack. And these great tasting gels come in a small packet. Tear off the top, shoot it down, or mix it in water. Get heart healthy. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD for 25% off. Nurses Out Loud Talk Radio want to introduce you to ASEA Redox Cell Signaling Molecules. It is more than just a wonderful natural product. Redox molecules are native to the human body. Redox molecules enable your body to turn on its inner doctor so your body can heal itself the way it did naturally when you were young. Check out americaoutloud.shop, look for ASEA Cell Signaling Molecules Liquid Supplement, and check out Nurse Michelle's recent favorite ASEA product, Renew 28 Revitalizing Redox Gel, because this gel helped get me through some significant muscular pain during my healing process following a recent canoeing accident when I broke my hip. Give it a try for your aches and pains and let Nurses Out Loud hear how your health 
has improved. Welcome back to The Dean's List. I'm Dean Bowen. You are listening to America Out Loud Talk Radio. You can find us here Monday through Friday at the 2 p.m. Eastern time slot. You can listen on the world-class media player at americaoutloud.news or download the America Out Loud Talk Radio app. You can find us there live at 2 p.m. Monday through Friday. Of course, all shows go into podcast usually the next day. So thank you for listening. Thank you for being on board. Thank you for being a part of the America Out Loud family. We are happy to have you with us. So, uh, you know, we're looking at uh, Harvard applications down 17%. And we're we're attributing this to, to the eyes of parents opening up. You know, parents don't want their kids being indoctrinated in a system of hate. Uh, they just don't. Uh, you know, American parents want their kids to go to school to get a good, solid education. They want them to learn things, and they don't want them to learn how to be racist and how to be bigots. And that's what they're learning coming out of Harvard. And that's what they're learning coming out of many of the the woke Ivy Leagues. Uh, I don't know what university uh, this mayor came from, this Boston mayor. What's her name? Wu. I don't know where she came from, you know, but clearly uh, she came through a system that said, you know what, you should be a racist. You, you should, uh, you know, what was she, her husband's white, but yet she's holding this, this uh, non-white Christmas party for all elected officials of color. Yeah, let's just have it be elected officials of color. I mean, let's not let's not invite white people. Uh, but this is what the Democrats are. The Democrats are the party of segregation. And th- this is what they want um, our kids learning, coming through the, 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 the public system. But again, even there, parents' eyes are opening up. I'm looking at this article from Fox News. It is entitled, New Poll Reveals What Voters Really Think of America's Most Powerful Teachers Union. This is coming out of Chicago. The Chicago Teachers Union, according to this article, is America's most powerful teachers union. Um, And there was a poll done in October conducted by the Illinois Policy Institute. The poll found that only 37% of registered Chicago voters have a favorable view of the Chicago Teachers Union with 46% reporting an unfavorable view. All right, so 37% said, yeah, we like it. We like the Chicago Teachers Union. They should keep doing what they're doing. On the flip side, 46% are saying, "Uh uh-uh, no, things have got to change. These results represent a significant plunge in support for the union since February, when the same pollsters found that 44% of respondents had a favorable view. So in February, 44% of of Chicago residents said, yeah, we like the teachers union. Now here we are in October, that has dropped to 37%. And in February, 42% had an unfavorable view. Yeah, we don't don't like that union, 42%. 
that has now risen to 46% in October. In other words, according to the article, Chicago Teachers Union net favorability among Chicago voters dropped to negative nine from a positive two. That's an 11-point plummet in just eight months. So the eyes of people are opening up, and that's what we need to happen. We need we need the eyes of individuals to open up. Uh, the experience here in Chicago offers a preview of what could happen nationally as unions continue to overplay their hands. It could also serve as a warning to legislatures who keep deferring to their short-term power. They keep deferring to teachers' unions. It's almost as if teachers' unions have this this unholy grip upon the the, uh, local leaders. If the Chicago Teachers' Union can lose its grip, then no union stranglehold can last forever. That's according to Fox News. And, you know, I'm not a huge fan of Fox News. I tend to agree with them here. What is, uh, I think, most striking about this poll, however, Republicans and independents are particularly unimpressed with the union, now reporting net favorability levels of negative 52 and negative 20, respectively. Um, So... Republicans, their 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 favorable view of the union has dropped 52 points, and independents, I think, you know, more importantly, it's dropped 20 points. Uh, what, what's interesting, according to the article, is voters of all political backgrounds say the teachers' union has too much influence over the city of Chicago. Well, how how could a teachers' union have influence over the city? Might you ask? Hmm. Even 40% of Chicago Democrats say the union has too much influence. How could a teacher's union have influence over a city? Well, <laughs> we're going to find out here because it's going to it's going to shock you, but before it does, a little bit of hypocrisy from the union. Before we get into the control that the union uh exhibits over the city. Let's talk about hypocrisy, because this is what the Democrats are good at. Oh, they're so good at hypocrisy. And Chicago voters have clearly reached a breaking point, according to the article. Since the last poll, it was revealed in September that the Chicago Teacher Union president, Stacey Davis-Gates, chose to enroll her child in a private school after she called school choice racist just last year. I'm going to let that sink in for a minute. The school choice program here in Chicago is racist. Oh, and I'm also going to send my child to a private school. Uh, Just, uh, you can't make it up. You can't make this hypocrisy up. The latest polls showed that nearly half of Chicago voters now know that Mrs. Gates sends her son to a private school, and they're not happy about it. And what's making matters worse is the union spearheaded the effort to kill the Invest in Kids Tax Credit Scholarship Program. We've talked about this on the show here. Uh, We've talked about the Invest in Kids Tax Scholarship Program. Uh, This program uh, would have allowed uh, for a scholarship 
uh, uh, scholarship opportunities to 9,000 low-income kids, and it would have given them uh, the, the opportunity to leave the public system and go into a private school. And it was the teachers union that shot this, this scholarship program down. They shot it down. They ripped scholarships away from 9,000 low-income kids. Why did they do that? Well, they did it to protect their monopoly. They did it to protect their, 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 their money base because the Chicago teachers union and in my opinion, any other teachers union in the country, they're more interested in greed. They're more interested in the dollar amount than they are in educating kids. So this president over here uh, spearheads this destruction of this, this tax scholarship program, which would allow 9,000 low-income kids to have an opportunity at an excellent education. She wipes it out. She destroys it all the while sending her son to a private school. But she could afford it because her salary as, as heading up the teachers union is massive. It's huge. So she can afford to send her kid to a private school. But by golly, she's not going to let any other Chicago resident have that, ex same, that, that exact same privilege. And the reason is simple. It's because she loses money. If, if another you know, Chicago student, other than her own, by the way, but if another student goes to a private school, that is uh, money taken out of her coffers. Uh, and to add injury to insult, um, the uh, this uh, the, the article says the union snuffed out this program after being one of the worst actors in the nation when it came to fighting against reopening public schools during COVID nineteen, which is which is true. I mean, uh, I don't remember the the teacher's name, but I think the article even talks about this person, one of the. Um, one of their board members, at, you know, for the Chicago Teachers Union, one of their board members was caught vacationing in Puerto Rico while claiming it was too unsafe for teachers to go back to work in person. Remember that? She's in Puerto Rico. She's in the sun. She's next to the pool out there having a grand time. And, you know, she's saying, we can't, oh, no, we can't go back. COVID-19, it's too dangerous. <laughs> it's too dangerous to be back in person. No, the kids are going to have to, they're going to, you know, our health is more important than the kids' education. What she meant to say was, my vacation in the sun is more important than, than Johnny and Sally being educated. And she doesn't care about it. She cares about her money. She cares about, you know, what she's getting out of the deal. Um, the article says, uh, in late 2020, the union posted and later deleted a tweet claiming, quote, the push to reopen schools is rooted in sexism, racism, and misogyny. <laughs> what? <laughs> the push to reopen schools coming out of 2020 is rooted in sexism, racism, and misogyny. Okay, how is it racist to want to open schools? Can you explain that to me? So it's it's to the point where where Democrats they don't even think about what they're saying. If they're against it, it's automatically racist. I don't want to go back to school. It's and the fact that you're pushing me to is racist. 
<laughs> what? Uh, because they know if they can manipulate the emotions of the people that that they're talking to, then they win the day. It is unethical. It's it's immoral to manipulate the emotions of the audience to to persuade them to your way of thinking, and that's what the Democrats do. They can't they can't persuade based on their own credibility, which of course we know Aristotle says is the most important point of persuasion, your ethos, your credibility, and but and they can't because they don't have any credibility. This president of this teachers union has zero credibility. What's her name again? I don't know. What's her? I don't remember her. Oh, Stacy Davis Gates. She's got zero credibility. She pushes to kill the Invest in Kids Tax Credit Scholarship Program, ripping scholarships away from 9,000 low-income kids, all the while she sends her child to a private school. Zero credibility. So they they can't persuade uh, on credibility. They can't even persuade on logic and reason because um, there's so much failure in in Chicago public schools. Uh, Where does it uh, hang on the article? Let me look at these numbers here. Okay. Chicago Teachers Union is fighting to trap low-income kids in the same union failure factories that their own president avoided for her son. And now we're going to get into these numbers. But first, I love what Fox News says here. Uh, Union failure factories. That isn't beautiful alliteration. What, look at Fox News busting out this poetic device. Union failure factories and describing the Chicago public schools. The latest Illinois state assessments reveal only 17% of Chicago public school students are proficient in math. All right, so she has no logic in, in which to persuade her, her audience that you know public schools are fantastic, especially in Chicago. Um, No, she has to manipulate the emotion, all right? Because the logic, you know, says otherwise. The logic is, well, there's only 17% of students that are proficient in math. Only 26% are proficient in reading. So the logic is something isn't right in Chicago. You know, the kids need to be educated, but yet it is... Uh, it's sexist and racist and misogynistic if if we want to reopen up these schools coming out of um, COVID-19. Well, no, we can't open up these schools. We, we've got to keep them closed uh, because it would be you know racism to think otherwise. Yet uh, 17% of Chicago public school students are, are proficient in math, 26% are proficient in reading, but it gets worse. Illinois Department of Education data showed that not a single student was proficient in math or reading in 55 Chicago public schools just last year, 2020. Not a single student, 0%. That is... um, that is appalling. And, and, oh, but it, oh, wait, wait, there's more. 
that failure comes at a steep price tag. Are you ready? Chicago Public Schools spends $30,000 per student per year. Bum, bum, bum. $30,000 per student. You know what I could do with $30,000 per student at my school? Mm. Oh, man. I just... Uh, ah, I, I, <laughs> Money's not the answer. I have been speaking that, and I will continue to speak that. Money is not the solution to the problem. All right? The problem is the people in charge and the curriculum they are using. That's the problem. The problem is in Chicago, you know, the people in charge are hypocrites. They're liars. They're thieves. Uh, they are racists. Um, they are misogynists. They are sexists. Anything that they claim others are is exactly what they are doing. It's exactly what they're engaging in. Oh, I, you know, I just... Not a single student proficient in math or reading in 55 of Chicago's public schools. And Chicago's out here spending $30,000 per student. Now, that doesn't answer the question of how in the world does Chicago, you know, why do so many citizens think Chicago, Chicago public schools controls the city? Oh, we're going to get to that answer. And it's just going to be... Um, going to be mind-blowing you know man <laughs> oh just wait we're going to pick it up on the other side of this break because i'm running up against it um money's not the answer kids no uh the the people in charge they're the problem and new people uh, a sea change uh that's what uh, it's what's needed not only in harvard but across the k-12 landscape all right, we'll pick it up on the other side of this break. You're listening to The Dean's List on America Out Loud Talk Radio. Changing the world one person at a time. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. We know that if America fails, the world will fail. It is incumbent upon us to carry the torch for liberty. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. Cofix RX Nasal Solution has completed the circle and is now offering throat spray with povidone iodine. That completes the protocol doctors like Peter McCullough recommend. If staying healthy is important, you'll want to make sure to add throat spray to your next order of Cofix RX. For a limited time and exclusive for America Out Loud listeners only, you can save 25% off your entire order. Let's double down against colds, flu, strep, RSV, HRV, COVID, and more. Click the banner or go to America Out Loud shop to get 25% off your entire order. Use coupon code OUTLOUD25. That's coupon code OUTLOUD25. I'm so confused. I don't know what to do. I'm afraid of going to the hospital. My doctor tells me nutrition doesn't work. Trust is earned. We are the Energetic Health Institute, and we want to earn your trust. Natural medicine, holistic nutrition, detoxification, fasting, cellular healing, and so much more. 
Remember, the best way to be free is to be healthy. So stop being a patient and start being a student at energetichealthinstitute.org. Welcome back to The Dean's List. I'm Dean Bowen. You are listening to America Out Loud Talk Radio. And here we are, the week before Christmas. And uh, I think we've got a little Christmas present here. I mean, Americans are actually receiving a Christmas present. Harvard applications are down 17%. Because, you know, parents are they're just like, no. No, we're not going to send our child to Harvard to be indoctrinated in evil and bigotry, racism. I mean, the, you know, the, the people of the great city of Boston, their eyes are opening up to what's happening there. They've got this mayor who's completely racist. Um, you know, this is, a, this is an early Christmas present. Let's let our eyes be open. And the, and the eyes of residents in Chicago, Democrat, Republican, Independent, doesn't matter. The eyes of these, of these residents in Chicago and Illinois uh, they're they're being opened. Their eyes are being opened to the reality of what is unfolding. Uh, you know, this poll, they took this poll, the Illinois Policy Institute found that only 37% of registered voters had a favorable view of the Chicago Teachers Union. And this is the union that completely controls public schools in, in Chicago. While 46% of residents have a very unfavorable view, they realize what's happening. Their eyes are open. You still have 37% of the people with their heads in the sand, but you have 46% of the people who are starting to pay attention. Their eyes are opening up. This is important. Uh, they're, they're seeing the truth of what is happening in this union that is destroying public schools, destroying it. And uh, this union was behind uh, really the destruction of killing the Investing Kids Tax Credit Scholarship Program, which would have uh, allowed 9,000 low-income kids in Illinois, 9,000 low-income students to actually receive scholarship help to attend uh, a, a private school. But, you know, the public schools can't have that. They can't have 9,000 kids leaving. And it's not because they know that they're doing an excellent job educating these kids. That's not it at all. When they see 9,000 kids leaving the public schools, they see dollar signs leaving the public schools. That's what they see. And they can't have, you know, this teachers union in Chicago cannot have 9,000 kids leaving their public system. Because, well... You know, as I read to you before, Chicago is spending $30,000 per student. All right, do the math real quick. What's 30,000 times 9,000 kids? Uh, okay, all right, hang on, hang, hang, hang tight. We're, we're going to do it. $30,000 times 9,000 kids is $2.7 million. That, that's $2.7 million that these, you know, Chicago public schools spends per student. I mean, that, I mean, that's the total, 
all right, that they spend 30,000 per student, the total that they're spending, if they lost 9,000 kids, uh, you know, they don't have, you know, now $2.7 million to spend on whatever. I mean, who knows what they're spending it on? Uh, you know, we've got, um, I mean, they're not, obviously they're not spending it on education. When you have not a single student proficient in math or reading in 55 of your public schools, not a single one. That is how, uh, how are these schools allowed to stay open? How are people allowed to, to, to be employed here? This isn't a school. I don't know what it is, but it's not a school. In in 55 of these buildings, you don't have a single student proficient in math or reading. You're not operating a school. You're operating a, I don't know, maybe a daycare center. Um, you know, maybe a glorified babysitting service. Uh, but it's not a school. There's no education going on there. I take that back. I, do, I take that back. There is education. There is. These kids are learning stuff. They are. They are learning, but, you know, whatever it is, they're not learning, you know, math and reading. I mean, they're probably learning how to be a racist, how to be a bigot, you know, how to be a, you know, misogynist, how to be, uh, you know, all these things that that woke Harvard would love. So woke Harvard, their application is going to start looking like, you know, is the child proficient in math or reading? No, nope, sorry, they're not. Well, wait, the child is proficient in bigotry and racism? Yes, we'll take them. We'll take them here at Woke Harvard. You know, Woke Harvard's going to just become a, a funneling pipeline for the Chicago public schools. Just send them all to Harvard. That's it. Let's go. Just send them all to the Ivy League. This is what the Ivy League's becoming. So this is where we are in Chicago, uh, you know, and, and adding you know, insult to injury, you know, not only did the Chicago Teachers Union destroy this uh, tax credit scholarship, but the president of the teachers union sends her son to a private school. I just, oh, it's so rich. The irony here is just, the irony of hypocrisy is just so, it's so rich. All right, but we're not done. Okay, the article is not over. We know that Chicago Public Schools spends three grand per student per year. Uh, we know that in 52 of their schools, not a single student is proficient in math or reading. And we know that uh, throughout the Chicago public school system, only 17% of their students are proficient in math. This is throughout the whole system. And only 26% are proficient in reading. All right, so Chicago public schools are failing. They're failing while they spend 30 grand per year per student and while their president the president of the teachers union sends her son to a private school okay so we know that but how does the, how does the union control the city why is it that residents of chicago feel like the teachers union has too much power uh, or too much influence, according to the article. And this is voters of all political backgrounds, Republican, Independent, Democrat, 
they say that the teachers union has, quote, too much influence over the city of Chicago. And, and when when the Democrats in that poll were, were portioned out, 40% of them, 40% of the Democrats, almost half, said that the teachers union has too much influence. All right, when you have almost half, just, you know, 10 points south of half, almost half of the Democrats saying that the teachers union has too much influence over the city, uh, then that, the eyes are opening. All right, so how do they have too much influence over the city? The union's political spending has yielded far more success, uh, at least for now, according to the article. Their political spending, all right? Political spending? Well, why does a teacher's union need to have, you know, a, a line item in their budget for political spending? I mean, aren't they there to support the teachers? Aren't they there to support the, the school system? Hmm. The latest filing with the U.S. Department of Labor shows that Chicago Teachers Union spent a record $3 million on politics in the 23 fiscal year. Yeah, and that's a record. $3 million. They spent $3 million on politics. Why do you think you need to spend $3 million on politics? Well, you might need to spend that money if you want to maintain some influence over the city. Huh. And, you know, 40% of Democrats in Chicago believe that the teachers union has too much influence over the city. This, according to the, the Fox News article, this just about triples its political spending from the year before. All right, so the year before, maybe they spent $1 million. 2022, they spent $1 million, presumably. And then here we are in 2023, and they are spending $3 million, tripling their, their, their budget for political spending. All right, but, but get this. The article says... That's compared to just 17% of their spending that went toward actually representing teachers in 2023. Now, the, the article doesn't give us that number. It just gives us a percentage, which to me is comparing apples to oranges. I don't like it. I wish there was a number. But, uh, I mean, the, the percentage is important. You're a teacher's union, and you're only spending 17% of your budget on, on things that actually represent the teachers. How, how, how is that allowed? How are the teachers in that union, uh, how are they in support of this? So they obviously have to pay union dues. Do they know, are they happy that their union dues, you know, $3 million worth went to politics in 23 and only 17% of the uh, teachers union budget is, you know, actually going towards teachers. You think they're happy with this? Is it possible that the teachers that are part of the Chicago Teachers Union are thrilled about this? Uh, and this is a, you know, this 2022, the article says only 19% went towards actual teachers. 
and and things that represent actual teachers. So, so the Chicago Teachers Union, you know, the end of 22, they're like, uh, look at this. We spent 19% on our teachers. That's too much. And look, we only spent a million dollars on politics. That's not enough. So in 23, we up it to 3 million on politics and we only spend 17% on our teachers. Well, what in the world, you know, what? how could they be spending so much money on politics, you ask? Oh, that's a great question. I'm glad you asked it. Are you ready for an answer? Chicago Teachers Union successfully, now this is a direct quote from the article, successfully dragged one of their own handpicked employees, Brandon Johnson, across the finish line to become mayor in April. Did you know Mayor Johnson was an employee of the Chicago Teachers Union? Bum, bum, bum. And now we see why 40% of Democrats believe that the teachers union has too much influence over the city. They have handpicked one of their own to be the mayor. Oh, boy, this is just, uh, you know, it's just too rich. The article says, as its largest backer, Chicago Teachers Union funneled more than $2.6 million to the Johnson campaign. So they spent $3 million in politics. 2.6 of that <laughs> went towards the Johnson campaign to make Johnson mayor, to get Johnson into the mayor, mayoral office, to remove Beetlejuice and get their guy in office. Their guy, by the way, who is left of Beetlejuice. I mean, this dude is, is he's, a, he's a Marxist to the extreme. And this is what the Chicago Teachers Union put in and in, in as mayor, a Marxist. I'm going to repeat that. This dude is a Marxist. And he was employed by the Chicago Teachers Union, which is the organization that, quote unquote, supports teachers in Chicago public schools. Yes, the same organization that is overseeing 17% of public school students proficient in math and 26% proficient in reading. This is on purpose. They have accomplished their goal. They've, they're, they're doing exactly what they set out to do, and that's to have you know, zero proficiency in math and reading in 55 of their public schools. They want 0% proficiency in math and reading in 100% of their public schools. Me. How dare you say that? Well, of course it's true. They're Marxists. Yes, I'm going to say it. The Marxists don't want your kids educated. If you live in Chicago, Illinois, and you're listening to this radio program, please believe me when I say the Marxists don't want your kids educated. Well, you know, I take that back. They do. They want them educated. They want them educated in how to be a racist how to be a bigot. Uh, they, they want them educated in things of evil. They do not want them educated in math and reading and in writing. They do not want them in an education that pursues what is good, what is true, what is beautiful, what is lovely, what is honest. No, no, they can't have that. Because if they have that, then their kids are going to know how to think for themselves. Their kids are going to come out of their system knowing how to think, 
And instead, they want their kids knowing uh, what to think. Here's what you should think about this. You should think racist thoughts about this. You should you should think uh, evil thoughts about this, bigoted thoughts about this. You you know you you can't come out of our school knowing how to think. They are achieving their goal, and they're going to spend two point six million dollars to push Johnson over the, the 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 finish line. This article says Johnson received more than six million from various teachers unions altogether. And the poll further found that Johnson's approval rating is now only 28%, which is unprecedented for an incoming mayor. 28%. The unions, as in most states, have nearly unlimited resources to force their favorites into power. To force their favorites into power. You know, our hope is that, you know, the eyes of individuals in Chicago are opening with 28% approval, uh, with only a 36 approval rating, 36, 37 approval of the union. And the majority of Chicago residents saying that the union holds too much influence over the city, with 40% of Democrats feeling that way. That is our hope. Our hope is that we can um, that we can just open our eyes. And that's why we're here. We're going to be here, and we're going to continue to shine the light of truth on the educational landscape. We're going to shine it on Harvard. We're going to shine it uh, on Boston. We're going to shine it uh, on all areas where education touches the lives of individuals. Uh, and we're going to reveal what the Marxists are, are truly about, what they're after. And that is the dumbing down of education. I've said it here so many times. I'm going to keep saying it. We're going, to, we're going to keep going after it. We're going to do it all this week, the week before Christmas. What a beautiful time. And I'm grateful that you are joining me today. And that's all the time we have. But uh, I'm happy to spend this hour with you. Encourage your friends and family to get on the Dean's List. Let's unite to renovate the age. 